Do you have any physical ailments that can't be explained or treated by medical professionals? Or have you tried all the things but still don't feel 100% and can't pinpoint why? Then maybe you need a kinesiologist in your life, like today's guest, Alice Boulevant from Kinesialis. As someone who calls herself a witch doctor, Alice helps her clients tune into the messages their body is telling them, then provides natural solutions to help them reach their optimal health. I'm personally fascinated by how it all works, and I'm sure you're going to find this episode an interesting one. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Marketing Me podcast. If you're eager to grow your health and wellness business via effective marketing methods while maintaining your own health and wellness, this podcast is for you. The show features a beautiful blend of guest and soul episodes covering marketing and business growth topics, as well as ways to improve your physical, mental, and emotional self. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton, and I run a health and wellness copywriting agency while also offering content marketing training. So whether you're keen to outsource or DIY, my team at Right Time Marketing is here for you. Either way, we'll ensure your message is seen and heard by your ideal client. If you're keen to connect, feel free to book a free 15-minute chat after listening to today's episode. The details are in the show notes. And today, I'm joined by my guest, Alice Abulavant. Welcome, Alice. Thanks for having me, Lynn. Yay, I'm so excited to have you. We have known each other for many, many years. I think you were one of the first business owners I met when I started my business and started the networking stuff. So mm. <laughs> you've been in my world for a while. Yep. Yes, I remember that too, actually. I do remember the first time I met you. So, Oh, do you? Oh, it was early the very on. first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was early on in my uh, networking phase too with my business. So, yes. Obviously made a good impression because, you know, I'm still connected. So that is true. (laughs) I'll just introduce you to everyone so they know who you are. So Alice is a kinesiologist, which we'll explain what that is shortly, um, and does mind-body medicine and integrative complementary, sorry, and she's an integrative complementary medicine practitioner. Alice is also a wife, mother to two teens and an ex-corporate employee. She runs a busy practice in Bella Vista in Northwest Sydney and also offers online services and bespoke corporate wellness programs and retreats. In addition, Alice is the president of the Australian Kinesiology Association and has been in practice for eight years. Because your body is talking to you and it's Alice's job to help you understand what it's saying and help you tap into its wisdom and innate healing ability on our mind, soul, and body level. That is so cool. Uh, so I just want to delve into that first. Um, what do you mean by your body's talking to you? Well, our bodies have this amazing healing ability, uh, which we can see, you know, if you cut yourself, your body generally heals itself. It doesn't need to be told how to do that. It just does it. So uh, kinesiology's job is to actually tap into that because given the right environment, our body is able to sort out its own problems. Um, So when we look at... um, 
when we look at kinesiology in how it taps in, we go, I guess, below the subconscious, even below the unconscious into that feeling sense. It's not really um, what you would say emotions, like I feel happy or sad or anything, but like a a feeling sense where, for example, that, um, that feeling that you get inside when you know that something's not quite right, it's actually really tapping into that. And that's what we would call our innate wisdom. So when we can bring that really, I guess, deeper unconscious level together with our consciousness, then we have a really great opportunity to be able to improve health and wellness on all levels. Very cool. I want to delve more into what kinesiology is in a moment. But first of all, can you tell us more about your business journey? Because you said, yeah, you were ex-corporate. How did that bring you to where you are today? Very different. Yes, it definitely is. Um, I've spent most of my life in anywhere from small business to very large corporate. And I actually had no idea what kinesiology was until I had my son, who's now 17. And when he was young, probably kindergarten, thereabouts, yes, it was actually, he was having uh, trouble settling into school a little bit. He was a pretty angry little kid, Um, very smart little one, but, you know, just trouble settling and so we were of course um, advised to get all sorts of uh, testing done on him which didn't give us any answers and so we got him tested um, for uh, what they call gifted and talented testing and it was actually through that process that uh, particular therapist that we were working with suggested that we take him to a kinesiologist and I didn't even know what this word meant so anyway off I went took my son and it was helping and I had no idea why I couldn't work out why and being a very analytical brain I kind of wanted to know why and one of my friends was also taking her son to a kinesiologist and she said to me Oh, I've actually found this weekend course and I think it was $50 or something. And, you know, that, that well, let's go find out what these weirdos are doing for our kids. And I went, sweet, 50 bucks to get a weekend off. Mm, sounds good. And I can also figure out what, you know, these people are doing to my kid. Um, so yeah. off we went. And by the end of the first day, I knew that was what I wanted to do. And I started studying, I think, the next week. So that is how I ended up in kinesiology. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about what it is like, and what was it that really sparked your interest when you went to that weekend? I, it just made sense to me. Uh, the things that we did in the, that weekend, that like we understood how uh, muscles interact uh, with emotions and also a lot of, uh, I guess, basics around Chinese medicine. And you know how sometimes when an idea just clicks and you just go, oh, yeah. For me, I describe it as like a cook. It's like something locks into place. Mm-hmm. And that was what happened on that weekend. And I went, That makes so much sense. And I had been looking for, I obviously, you know, I liked my job. It was really great, but it obviously wasn't what lit my fire um, because I was looking for something else, but I didn't know what that was. And when I started learning that weekend over the, the, the course, I went, that's what I want to do. It was literally just this cook. And I went, great, that, there we are. So... 
I have lost track of your question, but no, uh, <laughs> no that's all right. That's a, well, what, you kind of touch upon what it is. What it is? So, yeah, sorry, I went yeah, back to so why I do it. <laughs> that's all right. So yeah, it's so a Chinese medicine kind of base. Like, it, it just explain yeah. what can someone expect from a session from like a kinesiology okay. session? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So kinesiology itself is the science of muscle movement. Um, And what we do to actually uh, tap into that innate wisdom that I was talking about before was use your body's muscles. And very often that's what we would call an indicator muscle on your arm um, to tap into that innate um, intelligence. And then with Chinese medicine, the theories around it, I don't do herbs or acupuncture or anything like that, uh, but I do use the acupuncture system. So all of those acupressure points in the body mean something. And all of our, I guess, great teachers over time have linked you know, the muscles and these meridians or acupressure channels and even the energy of crystals and oils and all sorts of different things together into a system that we call the five elements, um, which is what we use to describe everything. And when we understand this theory and then use the body's muscles, then we can actually find the answers in relation to why you're having a particular problem. So when we've got the opportunity with that, then we explain that to you so that you can connect, you know, why you're getting, say, shoulder pain. So, and if we look at the emotions that we believe to be around a shoulder pain, then we can connect that for you. And so it's, it's a very, it's a weird therapy, I guess. <laughs> um, and I actually have a lot of my clients will go and recommend me to other people, which is fantastic. Uh, but they'll say, look, I don't know what she does. It just works. So, but it's, it's a combination of lots of different things, this muscle monitoring and uh, which is using the indicator muscle that I was talking about uh, the wisdom of Chinese medicine um, and then a whole bunch of other little tools in one to help bring up what's going on for you at a at unconsciously at a conscious level it's all very cool and yeah so I, I saw Alice earlier in the week it's been uh, it's been a couple of years or a few years since I last went and because I personally have had like some like this weird twitching in my left eye almost daily for about what 10 months and I can't explain it I've had two doctors just kind of dismiss it oh yeah yeah that's just your muscles um and optometrists say oh I can't really see anything so I thought I'd try seeing Alice um and I also get like I've had a lot of pimple breakouts and all that kind of stuff so look, yes, Alice did her little her witch doctor thing, which I know you like to <laughs> you do refer yourself as that. Um, and yeah, and, and it's like, all right, just all over your body, just all stressed. All stressed. <laughs> but how did you? Okay, so talking about my example, how did you pick up on that? Okay, so yeah, that's actually a really great way to go with it, Leanne, because that makes it very um, clear. So with uh, Leanne's muscle twitching in her eye, where it's happening um, actually says to me in Chinese medicine because of the location on her face that it's actually about 
um, stress effectively um, because the liver channel in Chinese medicine is responsible for stress and that finishes in the eye. Um, then when we actually looked at the particular acupressure points around where the twitching's occurring, uh, each of those acupressure points means something specific. So we discussed around what the psychology of those acupressure points are and how that fits into what's going on for her at the moment. And particularly, you know, when it came up as well. So that's where it's, you know, it's important to understand, you know, your emotional state, I guess, as well as the physical state and help you to connect the two together. Because it's, you know, it's great for me to know the answers, but, you know, it's, it's really about you and what you need in order to resolve an issue that you're having. So, um, so with that particular uh, circumstance, sorry, I'm just sorting through what we talked about the other day. So Leanne actually connected with the psychology of those points in relation to what was happening for her at that time. And because it's a stress response, then we actually looked at working on lowering that stress response and looking at even some other underlying feeling senses that Leanne was having and working through those because through the session, the twitching kept coming back. So we kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper until the twitching stopped. So, yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now I know, okay, actually, well, some of the solutions, yes, you've given me some um, very cool drops to put under my tongue, which will mm. uh, obviously in early days see if anything happens. But it was just, look, just hearing from you just about me offloading and you mentioning how my shoulders moved up showing that tension. Huh. And I'm going to realise yeah. I was doing it. Um, but just the way you give them the solutions of, just allow that space in your day and that will help rather than, you know, people do say, yeah, drop some of the balls. And as I said to you, I love all the balls. I want to keep <laughs> juggling them. So, um, but allowing the space and just in the last few days, I have just allowed a bit of that space and it's made the juggle so much easier. So it, mm. it just made so much sense. And I was just in the right head space and I felt myself feel calmer with that solution. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's talk more about the emotions and belief side. Like how yeah. can our emotions and beliefs, what, what kind of impact can that have on our physical health? Obviously for me, the eye twitching is an example, but yeah. what else? Oh, it's huge. Um, so even if we consider things like body language and body posture, we know when someone is angry, we know when someone is scared, we know when someone is um, feeling hurt and broken down um, because that body posture obviously changes accordingly. So if someone's angry, you can see it. Um, so, and that is like you were saying where you didn't realise it because when you were telling me about things that were stressful to you, like you said, you shoulders were rising and you had no idea. Um, and that's the thing. We we change our body posture so much throughout a day uh, that we don't even realise that it is very connected to our emotional state, which isn't just happy or sad. It's still that feeling sense. So um, an example of that is if you intrinsically feel, I guess, unsafe or unsteady or ungrounded, people are usually standing a little bit off their heels ready to run. So, um, and so if you consider 
Well, actually, let's let's keep going with your shoulders. So if you actually consider that, so your one of your stress signals is to raise your shoulders. And over time, that can lead to issues with your neck, um, issues with your back, issues with your shoulders, because you continually create a stressful posture in your body. That can also lead to headaches and migraines because you're um, impacting on the blood flow around your neck. Um And actually, so when you continually cause stress in your body, that causes your body to produce cortisol. And we we know very well now, and most therapies actually um, focus on this, is when you keep dumping cortisol into your body over and over and over, that has huge impacts on your the health that can cause immune issues that can cause gut health issues um obviously muscular issues and what we would call inflammatory things so and over time these types of things can lead to more serious health conditions so the earlier that we can intervene with it the better so are there any other like some case studies of like other ailments like is it lower, lower back or sore arm or something else that has been connected to emotions that you can talk about uh, yes, that's actually one of the things that we do look at a lot with um, how we understand things. Like, for example, lower back's a good example that very often talks about emotional support. And I actually had a client in here this morning who has had some lower back issues and they have been resolved. However, um, she's here for some other things now, but she fell over on the weekend with all this rain that we've had and immediately went to that fear state of, oh, my God, this back issue is going to return because she, you know, she did hurt herself quite badly. Um, And through that conversation, we actually discovered that, you know, yeah, of course she was sore for a couple of days because she fell over, but she didn't have the back issues that she was willing to, that she was expecting to have. So when we had a little bit of a look back into that and uh, had a look at sciatic pain, and that can be about the emotional support or, um, about um, what happened with her. So with things around money and financial stability and all of those supportive, I guess, type of things that we expect to have in our lives, at the time that she'd hurt her back, which we actually hadn't discussed at the time. So when she initially hurt her back was at the end of an, a, a relationship. So oh, she was worried about Yeah, so she obviously didn't have the support of her partner anymore. She was worried about financial security, et cetera, et cetera, and then she hurt her back. So um, this time, you know, she's in a different space and she uh, fell over but has the financial security, I guess, has the emotional support, things are generally okay in her life, and this time when she fell over it hasn't become a thing that has continued for her. Interesting. So, I wonder yeah. that because I've had yeah sciatica pain occasionally um, or lower back. I wonder, yeah, if it's kind of sprung up for those times I've felt like a support from family or from, I don't know, anything 
Mm. Very interesting. Um, Well, there's actually a really interesting book that I refer to quite a lot, and it's called The Secret Language of Your Body, and it's by this lady called Inna Sagal. Um, I actually had a client put me onto this book, and it is fantastic. So, And it's amazing how accurate it is because in Chinese medicine and energetic medicine that I do, we believe that all physical symptoms come from an emotional base, and it's amazing how accurate it is when you look at a physical symptom your back doesn't just suddenly decide that it's going to seize up on you like there there are circumstances behind it and obviously some of those are physical but when we look at the emotional stuff it's amazing how often that there is a an emotional stress in your life that's leading to the problem that you have Mm, it's very interesting um and what are some of your tips for improving overall health Less stress. <laughs> <laughs> so is that based um, on the core for like most problems? Like, look, I, I think so. And stress doesn't have to just be, you know, this real emotional stress, for example, where we feel sad or depressed or anything like that. But I guess in terms of feeling pressured in life or if we are constantly sitting in a particular way that's leading to that sort of thing. But basically... The concept with Chinese medicine is when things are in balance, we don't have issues. So when things are unbalanced, that's where patterns of stress and, I guess, imbalance or dis-ease, that's where they start to occur. So generally what I will see with people are patterns around, like we were talking before where you were saying that, you know, we have lots of things on the go all the time, all the balls in the air. If those balls are causing us stress, then this is not helpful to us. So how do we, you know, redo things in our life to produce less patterns of imbalance, dis-ease, stress, that sort of thing? So is it your emotional patterns? Is it some stuff that you haven't let go of? Is it your diet? Is it the amount of sleep that you're choosing to get if you're staying on your phone all night or, you know? Um, So they're generally the tips that I will give people. I will always look at diet because diet is critical to health, um, but not the entire answer. But then, you know, if you're not sleeping well, why aren't you sleeping well? Do you need to go to bed earlier? Do you need to not have your phone in your room? Do you need to um, do some sort of practice at night to help you unwind? Um, And then if you are, I mean, a lot of people are overthinkers. So Mm -hmm. looking at ways to counterbalance that, and I always discuss meditation with people if they're not already doing it. Um, People who are feeling stuck and frustrated, I'll talk to them about maybe doing some sort of movement. And I don't necessarily mean doing CrossFit or climbing Mount Everest, but, you know, just moving, take the dog for a walk. or. um, But it's really about because... When I can do what I do in here, but if people go back into their lives and don't change anything, then the pattern is going to recur. So all of these little tips, which can be even drink more water. (laughs) Um, The amount of people I see that don't drink enough water is huge. Um, So like me, you drink lots, but your body doesn't absorb it for some weird reason. (laughs) So there's, you know, like I... 
you know, let, let's look at some absorption to get the water to actually absorb into your cells and things like that. So, you know, jet, the, in terms of the general tips, it really is looking at diet and lifestyle, which we already know. So if you eat well, sleep well, think well, move well, generally things are okay. So, and if they're not, that's, you know, where you need to dig deeper. So, and I think that's really where kinesiology comes into its own because I often end up with the person in my clinic that has been everywhere, has seen everyone, has tried it all. And they, I actually had someone contact me yesterday whose child is quite unwell and the medical system has no answers for them. They don't know why. And that is where I think the kinesiology does come into its own because your body does know why. It's just up to me to be able to interpret it for you so that you know why your body is doing what it's doing to you. So use that as an example. What would you do when they bring the child in? It's like the pressure points you feel for, like what would your first plan of attack be? Okay, so I would also be reviewing all of the the medical stuff that they have um, been through. So, um, for example, this person does have a diagnosis and that is helpful except for the fact that nothing is working in terms of making them feel better. Um, And ultimately that's the key for every person that walks through my door. They just want to feel better. So what are the problems that they're having? So if they're having, um, for example, uh, nausea, they're having uh, headaches, they're having particular pains, you know, I will look at the body. Why does that happen in that particular area of the body? Look at psychology around the acupressure points that are around that area of the body. Look at uh, what I call their constitution in this system of the five elements that I was talking before and start to look for patterns between those things that are recurring. So, for example, that might come down to a person that is uh, maybe quite a people pleaser and is not, you know, doesn't have boundaries in being able to say no. So I might suggest to them that they look at that pattern and give them some tools around that. But then I'll also use acupressure points for the meridians or channels in the body that are affected by a people-pleasing pattern. So that might also be looking at diet. Maybe there is something in their body that we can, you know, that they might need more of or less of or whatever. And then I also have these little vials, um, which are just basically tiny little preparations of whatever happens to be in the vial. And that's a good way for me to get more information as well. Um, Because perhaps with the nausea, it's, you know, some foods really aren't agreeing with them, but they can't figure it out. So There's so many different ways for me to be able to find out that information um, and then ask the body what it needs to resolve itself. And sometimes it's really about the body being exposed consciously to the information. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it needs more. So every session with me is different because of whatever the stress patterns at the time that show up are. So... I have used in here, let's see, I have used bread on people. I have used cat fur. I have even used someone's phone. 
Um, so, what, what, like you stroke them with the fur or like? <laughs> no, this person, and this is not, uh, as a disclaimer, this is not me claiming that you can resolve allergies through kinesiology specifically. Um, but with this particular person, they had a new cat and they were reacting to the fur. So what I actually got them to do was to put a little bit of fur in a Ziploc bag and put it on the person's body while I was working on them to help lower the stress patterns around that. And that particular person stopped reacting to the fur. Wow. Some of the things that I've done in here, even I didn't think were, um, you know, things that I would ever do. So, (laughs) yeah, it's a really uh, creative approach to health and a really interesting approach. And, it look, it does sound weird and strange. And some of my therapy is waving my hands around, um, working on energy stuff, which I remember when I was studying, I actually thought it was rubbish. And I remember being in clinic still, or in student clinic, vividly going, oh, this is so stupid. And to this day, it's one of the things that I use the most. So So funny. You know what? I've had, um, because I, look, I have had a Reiki session done me, for example, but um, I had a bit of a a sore stomach in bed, or indigestion in bed in the middle of the night one night. And I just kind of put my hands like placed on the pain. um, And then I just like, yes, let the energy and I put a bit of peppermint oil on it. And honestly, randomly, it just felt like this big, almost like explosion, but just suddenly it's like the peppermint oil kicked in. Yeah, big feeling and suddenly the pain went and I was just like that was really cool I don't know what I did I don't know how it worked but somehow created your own shift that's fantastic pretty cool it took a few different things to (laughs) get this gone (laughs) I'm like let's just try the peppermint oil because I've used that on headaches before yeah um and I've learned yeah you've taught us before actually at uh, like at the meetup uh acupressure points which Mm. I now know I've got a headache I do that and the nausea one I've also used actually on my kids, like in the car when they felt a bit car yeah. sick. Go, mm-hmm. hang on, give me a hand. I'm just going to stick my finger there. Um, so, yes, that's I mean, there's a whole other session. We could go into that. But, Definitely. yeah, there's lots yeah. of really cool things that you can't always explain. But, hey, if it works, mm-hmm. run with it, right? Yeah, that's right. And, um that's it actually that's a question I've been asked a few times actually is you know I have to believe in that stuff to um to do it and you don't so your body <laughs> has this bit like I was saying this innate wisdom so what I'm doing is just tapping into that and letting it do its thing so I have had some uh people in I remember one particular man who came in and sat down and he goes I don't believe in what you do but my wife told me that if I don't come here, she's going to leave me. That'd be my husband. So, <laughs> and then he came back. Uh, I think he was here for migraines, actually. And he came back three weeks later and he said, wow, I, I'm back because it helped. I still don't believe in what you do, but I feel better. So I'm here again. Um, That's funny. So, and yeah, so the belief system is uh, particularly important because we know through many, many years of experience that kinesiology works on babies and animals that don't have formalized belief systems. So it's not important for people to believe in it um, or to understand the mechanisms in how it works. Um, But when the person can understand consciously what's going on for them subconsciously and unconsciously, 
and literally what their body is telling them, then that's how they can achieve optimal health and wellness for themselves. Love it. Oh, this is so great. I can keep talking, but we better start wrapping things up. Um, so I always ask my guests um, these next questions. And the first one is, what's the best form of marketing for your business, Alice? Word of mouth, 100%. Um, and then I would secondly say for me, it would be equally Facebook groups and Google. So Facebook groups in terms of people have a concern, health concern, you say, hey, I could help with that. Is that kind yeah. of what happens? In part and partly with other people tagging me as well. So I've actually found over time that, yeah, and I guess that really is word of mouth again. So because people always like a recommendation from someone else that has tried something, especially when, you know, what you do is weird. Yeah, because they wouldn't know to search for like kinesiology no. necessarily, right? And it's hard word to spell. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we get right. um, and how do you take care of your own health and wellness? I have really good boundaries and I have learned that the hard way myself. So, <laughs> uh, so what I do, I have the way that I learned this actually was when I was studying, working three days and trying to build my business and I was tired and angry constantly and funnily enough had a lot of adrenal fatigue clients because I was busy doing that to myself. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> um, so when I stopped, when I finished my last um, qualification that I studied, my adrenal fatigue clients fell away for a while. So that was fascinating to me. But um, it really is uh, about boundaries for me. So I don't work every weekend. I do work every second weekend currently. Um, um, I work the hours that I'm happy to work in order for me to be able to balance the whole of my life because wanting to go into business was because I wanted to be able to balance my time with my kids. And especially now, even though they're teenagers, I'm actually now acutely aware that I don't have a lot of time left with them. They're almost adults. So it's really important to me that, you know, the business and my work is a part of my life and not all of it. And obviously spending time with my family is also a part of my life, but then I also make sure that I do have time for myself. It's I think it's really important for a therapist to be walking their talk as best they can. So I do do the stuff for myself that I suggest for other people. So, you know, all of the, the well, meditation, of course, um, but all of the self-care practices and very much understanding that no is a complete sentence so and actually you know doing things because it aligns with what I want and it is what I choose to do not because I feel obligated and I think that's really important for business owners so. yeah I love that and I know you moved offices that was part of the whole work-life thing wasn't yeah. it yeah. it was uh, because where I was, and for those of you who know me, my daughter is a performer, so a lot of what I do revolves around being able to get her to the things that she's doing, and that's my choice. So sometimes it has stressed me in the past, but, you know, again, it's my choice. Um, so I actually moved my clinic to be between my home and where my daughter spends a lot of her time, which helped me to balance being able to get her to where she needs to be, 
not be too far from home and also to be able to uh, see clients as best that I can within what I have available. Love it. And how can people connect with you? Okay, well, I have my website, which is www.kinesialis, K-I-N-E-S-I-A-L-I-C-E.com.au. Uh, I am also on pretty much most social media, I think, as Kinesialis. So Facebook, Instagram, I have a YouTube channel, um, LinkedIn, Twitter, I actually joined TikTok last week too. Oh, did you? So, <laughs> so I'm figuring that one out. Uh, and obviously you can email me at hello at kinesialis.com.au and call me on 0425-268-167. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, me too. Thank you for inviting me on. You're very welcome. Um, and thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. You can find the show notes of the episode at marketingandme.com.au. Uh, if you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating review via your podcast platform of choice and grab a screenshot of this episode and share it across your socials to get the message out there. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton and let me know you're a fan of the show. You can also find me on Instagram under Leanne Shelton247. Or of course, you can book in a 15-minute chat because I'd absolutely love to chat about how I can help you grow a thriving health and wellness business. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.